Did you know this, that the uh, Emergencies Act means that a long list of entities, including banks, insurance companies, credit unions, trust, loan companies, payment processors, online fundraising platforms, can now figure out whether or not they should freeze an account or halt services for individuals. It is up to the financial institutions to decide if an account is tied to these illegal assemblies. We know that uh, bank accounts have been frozen. The government won't tell us how many, but my next guest says that there were laws in the books already to deal with this and that the Emergency Act was not needed on the finance side. Kathy Brock is a professor and program director with the School of Policy Studies at Queen's University. Uh, Kathy, do you, you, you believe the government's gone too far on the financial side here? They've enacted some pretty sweeping powers. So it, it, it is something that can affect any person who's considered to be associated with the blockade or who is providing support to it or is participating in it. These go pretty far. Uh, when the deputy Prime, uh, deputy prime minister, pardon me, was asked about this, and she was asked specifically about, you know, will the government be going after, you know, the small time donors, the hundred bucks from this person or that person? There wasn't really any clear answer. Do we have any? Do we have any assurances or, or any safeguards from the government that that's not what is going to happen? We don't now. There are two sides to this that I think are very important to consider. The first is that. Our government has consulted with the provinces and the territories on enacting these measures. They also are now being, the measures are being reviewed by parliament. Parliament has just suspended its debate on this, but will review them in future. So on the one side, the government is unlikely to act to this extent with powers that are this extensive, unless they feel that they can justify it in a post-emergency review. On the other okay, side, so, though, okay, go Canadians, ahead. Yes, please. Canadians have to be very vigilant about this and to ensure that the review is done responsibly and that government has good grounds. Because in the past, when we've seen protests or when we've seen extensive government powers used against groups, later on, it comes out that they weren't absolutely necessary. We have restrictions in place against funding terrorist organizations, against funding charities that contribute to um, terrorist organizations or organizations that are intended to undermine the Canadian government. So those measures could be used. It's not clear at this point why these measures, which are very extensive if you read through them, are in effect. I go back to the um, Deputy Prime Minister's uh, response uh, to questions about this this week where uh, she said that uh, courts still have jurisdiction. Uh, the charter is still in effect. It has not been superseded by the Emergencies Act. Does that, I, how do you interpret what she said there? Technically, she's right. Because the Emergencies Act says right up front that the act has to be used under the supervision of Parliament. And Parliament will review, first of all, the motion that the government tabled to enact, to declare an emergency. They will review every order or regulation that goes through under that. And then there will be a post-emergency review to see if the government really did have grounds for um, announcing this. So parliament takes that role. But the second part is this is subject to the charter. So where they've said any person or any organization 
that um, has assets that are related to a person participating in the blockade, that could be an area in which the government has gone too far, for example. So there might be some areas where they've done an too extensive of a category to include too many people. And that's where the courts start to get very nervous. Except for that, that's looking in the rearview mirror, is it not? I mean, what's the what's the remedy for the person who, you know, like I say, put a hundred bucks to go give, send, go, I mean, regardless how you feel about that, and then potentially could see their entire account frozen at, at the decision of a financial institution, I might add. Well, the decision of a financial institution that's under very severe orders to declare anything that they believe is associated with the blockade. So that is quite sweeping. And you're getting people who aren't trained in this, who don't know how to look at these accounts and who could see something that appears suspicious to them, but an innocent person could be caught in this. And that's the danger when you see powers like this. And this is why we need a really vigorous debate in parliament and for our opposition parties to say to the government, justify how sweeping this is, because Parliament can actually revoke these measures. Can they? They can revoke portions of the measures without revoking the entire Emergencies Act, or does it have to be one and all the package? Parliament as a whole, um, if they vote against the motion by the government to declare an emergency, if there's a negative vote in either the House of Commons or Senate, they could, then they can revoke the motion motion as a whole, but there's a special committee in Parliament that's going to be reviewing every order or regulation, and that committee can then bring a motion forward to Parliament to have a specific motion or order revoked. The review will be done in private so that there can be a full and extensive debate, but then when the motion goes into Parliament, it'll come back into the public eye and they can review a specific one. So that's important. I guess the other thing Canadians have to bear in mind is how did we get to this point? Should the government have taken action earlier? Perhaps ask the people involved in the blockade to send a delegation to speak with the government and maybe address some of the issues. For a lot of the people there, perhaps it's that there are too many regulations around the trucking industry and people are just fed up and this was the last one. Well, the government, by talking to people, could have found that out and captured the people who are legitimate, um, who are citizens with legitimate concerns and said, we're hearing you. So they could have gone home and then dealt with anyone else who's just enjoined the blockade to cause trouble. So Canadians also have to say, how did we get to this point? And was this necessary? Did the government fail to take actions to prevent it? Kathy, thank you so much for your time today. Please be well. You're welcome. Thank you. As Kathy Brock is a professor and program director with the School of Policy Studies at Queen's University, looking at the financial aspect of the Emergencies Act and whether or not it is an overreach by the government. Did they need these rules? Did they need these sweeping powers that they have now given to financial institutions?